But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted on Facebook anyway. But don't worry, nothing changes. The usual Babo Mario. Actually, after 73 years, I no longer have time to change. <laughs> I was born with a nut unscrewed in the head and an immense love for Jesus and for my wife in my heart. So, here we go. <laughs> nothing changes. Last episode of Labels. What's yours? Okay, you remember we started this, uh, the series of, uh, of uh, transmissions with the understanding that uh, uh, this, is a, this is a label that, uh, of a friend of mine from Genova in Italy, a beautiful, beautiful, uh, a beautiful coat that he manufactures. And uh, he is the only one who has a right to put the label on this uh, garment. Why? Because he made it. He is the producer, he's the, he's the owner of the label, and so uh, he's the only one with the right to attach a label. The label, you, the label you decide to accept will accompany you forever and determine the course of your life. That's why it is so important to define the true and only label that's valid, the one that God has given you, and to evaluate wisely those that others try to give you. Now today I am going to talk about the clothes and the tunic, the clothes or the tunic. So in this video I'd like to make sure that we don't fall, that you don't fall, that we don't fall, into a pride of grace trap. What do I mean? I mean that sometimes we feel superior to others because we have received a particular revelation that others haven't. It is very easy to feel better than other Christians because we understand the wonderful truth of grace. This is wrong. <laughs> Even that understanding... It's just by grace. It's just by grace that you could have been born in Kazakhstan. <laughs> the only reason why you know grace is because the grace of God allowed you to know grace. So relax, relax, and don't 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 fall into this trap that says, you know, I have this great revelation and nobody else has it. So uh, this this is why I want to start reading in. Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 9, and verse 49, and this is what the Bible says. Now John, John, the, the disciple whom Jesus loved, answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. He's not part of our group, he's not part of our church, he's not part of our denomination. But Jesus said to them, to him, do not forbidding, for he who is not against us is on our side. Now Jesus does not divide humanity into thousands of different groups, only two, those in favor of his message and those against his message. Jesus does not divide his church in 42,000 denominations here yeah, today. I'm told there are more than 42,000 different denominations in the world. But two, they're with ASEANs and they're against ASEANs. <laughs> the ones with us and the ones against us. Only two groups, with us 
against us. Now, how can the head of the church make such a radically simple statement? Because, in fact, there are only two types of people in the world. Those in Adam and those in Christ. Those in Adam rejected God's offer of forgiveness, while those in Christ accepted it. That's all. You've seen, you've seen that, uh, that bumper sticker that says Christians are not perfect, they're just forgiven. Well, I make the difference. I know I understand what he says, but, uh, uh, but Hebrews chapter 10 tells me that uh, I have been perfected in Christ. So my heart, my spirit is perfect. perfect. Because only perfection can go to heaven. So my heart, my spirit, my real me is perfect in Christ. However, I know the, the, the bumper sticker is trying to say, we are not better. Let's put it this way. We are not better. We're just forgiven. We're different. We're not better. We're just forgiven. That's the only difference. We've accepted something that God offered to the whole world. And we have had enough brains <laughs> to accept it. So we've been saved by grace through faith, and then not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. It is a gift. It is a gift of God. So let's not be proud about these revelations. Now, to better describe these two differences, let's see what happened at the foot of the cross when the Roman soldiers decided to share the garments of Jesus. John chapter 19. John chapter 19. One gospel to the right, John chapter 19, verse 23, and it says this. It says, then the soldiers, we are now at the foot of the cross, Jesus has been crucified. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to each soldier a part. And also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from the top in one piece. They said, therefore, among themselves, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. Okay. A couple of reflections on these two verses, so pregnant with meaning. The translated word garments in the scripture from the Greek is the word himation, himation, and indicates a coat, indicates a coat, an external address, that which is put on, that which is on the outside. The word tunic on the other hand is the word chiton and normally represents something that you put on your skin an undergarment, what you put underneath. Now, this tunic was without seam, woven from the top in one piece. What is the significance of this? The tuning, the tunic had been woven completely, totally, entirely from above. So, something, something that happened totally, completely, entirely from above. Why do I make this distinction? Because this tunic represents the message that cannot be divided. The complete and unique message of the new birth. Now you've got the tunic on the skin, on Jesus' skin, right, right on the body, on the body of Christ is this tunic. On the outside, that which can be seen, is a coat, all right? It's a, it's a mantle. It's, a, it's a, what, what the Bible calls garments, himation. But on the body, on the skin, intimate, on, on him, underneath, is 
is the uh, is the uh, hold on a second uh, is the keton 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 is underneath. So why do I make the distinction? Because the tunic represents the message that cannot be divided, the complete and unique message of the new birth. In fact, the same word is is used by Jesus when turning to Nicodemus. It tells you that every man, in order to enter the kingdom of God, or in other words, to be saved, must be born anothing from above. It must, in other words, the, uh, to be born again, you must receive the divine DNA of the Spirit of God. Be born from above, anothing. Here we do not speak of a new creed, of a new movement, of the born-again ones. No. Here we speak of the only possibility that exists for men to enter the Father's house, to be reborn in His image and likeness. You're not going to go there with a coat on the outside. You're going to go there with a tunic on the inside. Just as Peter says in 1 Peter 1.23, you have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever. Born from above, from an incorruptible seed, children of God, the only message that cannot and must not be divided. What Jesus said to Peter in Matthew 16, on the rock of the revelation of the sonship of God, I will build my church. On the rock of the revelation that you, son of man, can become son of God through the work of the Messiah, just by accepting the offer of adoption, I will build my church. That's why the tunic of Christ cannot be divided. That intimate garment that covers the body of Christ is the message of God's fatherhood and His children, and cannot and must not be diluted, watered down, negotiated, or in any way altered. The clothes, on the other hand, the external ones, those that everyone could see, those that the soldiers divided into four parts. Now here the number four, in this case, represents the four cardinal points, the earth. And the totality of the message, say the four Gospels, okay? Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the totality, each one speaking in a different way by saying the same thing. So the number four in the... Uh, represents the earth. Those that can be divided and scattered at will. Now that is the message that covers the centrality of the tunic, the fatherhood of God. The form of those messages can be altered according to the culture, the way of life, the location, the preferences. Hey, I, I've, I've preached in five different continents. I've preached in Australia, New Zealand, in America, in, uh, in, in, in Ukraine. Uh, I've preached in Africa. I've preached in Holland. I've preached in Belgium, in Switzerland, in Italy. And let me tell you something. There are some jokes that I can tell uh, Americans that I cannot tell Italians because they won't understand what I'm talking about. There are some, some ways of preaching, something that I can do with uh, uh, Italians that I cannot do with Russians, with, with, with Ukrainians. Why? Because it's a, different, it's a different form, it's a different outside, it's a different, uh, it's a different uh, culture, it's a different way of life, it's a different location. We in Africa don't, don't come with, uh, uh, with the way that you do stuff in America. We're in Africa. I preached under a tree at, uh, next to the Okavango River. I baptized the dozens of people in the Okavango 50 yards away from crocodiles. 
uh, it's different. It's, it's different. That's why there are churches with a certain type of music. Some with another type. Some churches with, a, with a type, one type of liturgy. Some with another. Some churches with a certain type of administration. Some with another. Some churches that pray in one way, some in another. Some churches that are huge, some that gather in houses. Some that focus on one aspect of biblical doctrine, some on another. Those are the clothes that are seen from outside, those that can be divided. But the only intact, valid, indivisible message that unites everyone is only that of the Trinity. The new birth, anothen, the birth from above. That's why Paul says in Galatians 3, Galatians 3, let me see if I can get through this Bible in pieces. Galatians 3, 26, that's why it says this, 26, 28, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. You put on that too. You are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You have put on that tunic. You've put on Christ. 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free nor male nor female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You can be, you can be slave. You can be free. You can be whatever you want. You can be Greek. You can be Jew on the outside. On the outside. But on the inside it's only that tunic that says you are a son or you are not a son. So, in, uh, so when Jesus, Jesus divides humanity into two parts. Oh, let me, let me tell you this first. Let me tell you this. One message, uh, out of Galatians, one message, one people, one birth. Okay? Now, you remember that the, that the soldiers gambled, gambled for, for the tunic. Now, I, I wondered... Um, you see that I told you I got a screw loose in my head. But I've always, I've always wondered who won the tunic. If they gamble for it, who won the tunic? They gamble for it, so somebody must have won the tunic. Perhaps the Bible doesn't say it, doesn't tell us who won it. Because that tunic belongs to whosoever believes. And whosoever has no name. <laughs> ah, isn't that beautiful? That message belongs to whosoever. Oh, it's so beautiful. Hence, Jesus divides humanity into two parts. Those with us and those against us. And here we see the summary of the series on labels. Where are you? How do you define yourself? What label will you wear on your forehead? In Revelation 20, with the dead? Or in Revelation 21, in the book of life? Are you a sheep blessed at the right hand of the divine shepherd in Matthew 25? Or are you a goat cast to his left and cursed? Will you receive the reward of the righteous in 2 Corinthians 5 or the remuneration of the wicked? In other words, are you with us or are you against us? Because if you are with us, you are there only and exclusively for the fact that you are a son of God, a sheep, a justified person sanctified and forgiven forever. Not because of your works, what you do or what you don't do, 
was simply because you put your trust in Christ. One day you heard the message, and you might be there this morning, you might be watching me now, and you hear this message, and you can decide, ah, well, what, you know, let me, let me, just, let me just cover myself with the outside. Let me, let me just uh, cover myself with the outside. Or you can allow that message to hit your heart and to say, you know what, uh, it, doesn't, it really doesn't cost me anything. It, doesn't, it costed Christ everything. He gave his life for me. So how about saying yes? How about saying what I said? Almost 40 years ago, think about it, almost 40 years ago, at the age of 35, on the verge of suicide, I said, God, I don't even know if you exist, but you exist. If you exist, help me. And I'll do anything you ask me. And you know what? He did, and I did. I thought, well, at least I tried. He did. He did his part. He, he helped me. He saved me from suicide, from death, from sure death. He helped me. He helped me. And, and why, why, why don't you do the same? Why don't you say, look, God, I don't understand. Right now, you're watching me. Right now, why, why don't you say this? I, I still don't understand everything, but you know what? I, I received that, that message of sonship. I accept your offer for adoption. I want to be a son of God. Right now, right here, in Jesus' name, I accept. Amen. So, because you put your, your, heart, your trust in Christ, you become, you are a son of God. But Mario, they prayed to another, to Mother Mary. My dear, you do not enter the kingdom of your father because you do not pray to Mother Mary, but you enter it because you were born a nothing from above. But Mario, they don't baptize as they should. You do not enter your father's kingdom according to your baptism. You enter it because of your new birth as a nothing born from above. But Mario, they don't raise their hands and praise out loud. Again, you can enter the kingdom with your hands raised or with your hands clasped, singing loudly or meditating in silence. You enter it only and slowly, thanks to that tunic on your skin. Anothen, son of God, born from above. But Mario, they're not part of our group. Well, leave them alone. Because if they're not against us, they are with us. Abba, Father, Daddy, God, thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. Thank you for the offer of adoption that whosoever can accept. Thank you for that tunic for which we cannot work. We cannot battle. We cannot struggle. We cannot do anything. We can only leave it in the hands of grace. Gamble for it. And receive it. Perfect. Whosoever will receive it will be born of incorruptible seed, born from above, of the divine DNA of God Himself. And so thank you, Daddy God. Thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. Thank you for your presence, for your smile, for your love. Thank you for everything, my God. I love you so much. Thank you for every brother and sister that is watching and that will be watching. Help and bless him, I pray. Help South Africa in this new step and kick this cursed virus back into hell where it came from. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Love you. I see you tomorrow on holiday. Sunday, I'm doing a, a long live session in Italian. See you Monday, 5.30. I'll let you know. God bless. Bye-bye.